Hi, welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Leif Johnson, your host, standing in for Roman Loyola, who's not here right now. And this is episode 639. Over here on the remote, we have Jason Cross. Hello. And over on the other side of the country, we have Mike Simon. Hola. Hello. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about a couple of big things that happened this week. Got the departure of Angela Rents, got some iOS 12.2 stuff going on. And But first, I want to tell you about a giveaway that we're having right now. This is just a little robot. It is Anki Vector. And I have to admit, I haven't actually toyed around with this thing, but it's a little robot. It has Alexa integration. It has an iPhone app. And basically, you can just, you know, if you, it'll like punch with you and stuff. Adam, our video guy, was out playing with it for most of two weeks there so uh i i reviewed one for tech hive and it's 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 pretty fun oh it is i, mean, I it's, love it it's it's uh it's, it's basically like a like it's it, yeah it, it, it's like a high-tech toy but yeah we we keep it uh because they, they haven't asked for it back yet and when when they do it'll be a sad day for my seven-year-old son <laughs> but he, he kind of just hangs out in our living room and he makes noises and he reacts to us and he rolls around and it's just adorable it, it's yeah. really the, cute the yeah. tech is the, the the tech is very cool in it you know, it, it, you you could say "Hey, hey, Vector," and it responds to you. You could it can be an Alexa speaker as well. It's it's very cool. It so, recognizes your face. They have very expressive yeah. eyes. You can play little games with it and stuff. Okay. It's it's the neatest thing. I it's personally very- am this close to spending two hundred fifty dollars on one, and I'm just like, ah, oh, just wait for the next one. So Adam, so, uh, the other video director here, has one on his desk. And it was yeah. driving me crazy because it's like kind of mm-hmm. chitter chattering mm-hmm. and like yeah, moving like around. It's like. Yeah. What do you like? I'm if it's on your work desk, you may enjoy it because it's like your pet, but I think for everyone else, it's like that thing yeah. brings me no joy. And I'm basically yeah, it, across it the floor from Adam. even when it's not on it, like it like literally snores, <laughs> like it's always making noise. Yeah, I'm basically across the floor from Adam, and I could still hear the thing, and I, I would put on my headphones sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. not a good workplace toy. Exactly. $250. Go over to Macworld. You'll see it and uh, get it for free, one of you can. And uh, so, yeah, good luck. So, we're going to get on to that. Um, so yeah, yesterday uh, news dropped that Angela Rents would be stepping down as Apple's senior vice, vice president of retail and online stores. Uh, Arendt used to be the CEO of British fashion brand Burberry from 2006 to 2014. Did a great job of turning that around. Burberry used to be kind of considered kind of staid and boring, but suddenly it was out there competing with Gucci and everything, and uh, she was largely responsible for that. Uh, there had been some rumors in October um, following the release of the iPhone XR that she might be leaving. Uh, especially from Italian site Sagimente, but uh, you know, it looks like it actually came to pass. We don't know if there was any fruit to those rumors at all at that time. But yeah, whenever, re- whenever you hear those rumors, they're always in like three months. It always comes to fruition. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> those so, are the kind of rumors that happen by accident. So one of the things that's interesting, um, I'm going to get into this in a bit, but Mike, if you're wanting to know what some of the things she did, uh, he wrote an article about how she changed Apple and the Apple Store forever. But right now, I want to point out that her replacement is Deidre O'Brien, who has been with the company for 30 years, uh, and uh, that, that's pretty crazy. But she's normally been associated with HR, so Deidre's uh, new title would be the senior vice president of retail and people so i'm going to ask you guys do, do you think because of that this is maybe like a, a temporary replacement or do they have something else in mind that's a lot for a person to tackle the to deal with the people who work at apple and also but on the other hand a large per, a 
the greatest percentage of the people who work at Apple mm -hmm. are retail employees now mm -hmm. because of all the retail stores they have. So that there's a certain amount of sense that makes. I don't know of her very well because you don't usually hear about like the HR leads at companies right. and stuff. You 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 see you the people who come on stage are like the the technology guys and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it, uh, she is apparently quite the advocate for the customer experience. Mm -hmm for Apple and has been for 30 years there. Like what are, what are customers going to think about this product? Um, so for, in that sense, the retail is a really good fit for her. Yeah. Other than that, I, I really don't know enough to say. Mm -hmm. It's great that they are taking somebody who's super experienced, yeah. been with Dying Apple forever, Apple country, knows it yeah. inside and out, knows where the ups and downs have been, all of that. That's great. Can we just say that senior vice president of people is the most Apple title of all yes. time? Yes. <laughs> I think wasn't that her title prior as uh, as as an HR thing? Like I think so. Yeah. They they didn't call it HR. They called it right. of people. Mark's got his role in his. It is the most Apple thing ever. <laughs> right. But, um, I think it's a smart move to not try to replace uh, Arendt with someone who is like this big kind of superstar. Yes. Like she was the the. You know, she was a huge presence when she came to Apple. It was very surprising that, that mm -hmm. she came over. And, you know, Tim Cook personally chose her and wooed her and, you know, convinced her to come over. And she made a lot of, you know, big changes. And they can't have somebody else come in with this big personality now and change everything in, in their likeness. Like, this is what the Apple store is now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's smart to have someone who's inside the company, who knows the company, who isn't going to try to put their stamp on things. You know, kind of just, you know, take take the reins and run with what Angela has done. But I, I think I, I think it's a it's a big move and I'm curious to see where she goes next and what the whole story is if we ever find out. But it's not as big as Tim Cook or, or, or Johnny Ive, but it's it's close. As a reminder, she was actually making more than Tim Cook. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Higher so, salary anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There's other compensation. There's the stock options and stuff, but the salary yeah. was higher, yes. So David uh, on YouTube asks, could there be a resurgence of Ron Johnson? I don't. I, I have to I admit, I haven't really been a big fan. His, I mean, his stock fell quite a bit after J.C. Penny. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really you know liked Angela. I mean, I liked her ambition and everything else like that. But uh, you know, one of the I, I, when Mike was talking about you know when she came on, it was a really big deal. You know, I was working for an, another Apple site at the time. But when Angela Rent came on, it seems like you heard something about her all the time. Every yeah. week there was some big news story about Angela Rents. You know, and these guys are saying you know she's not that big of a name, but she was pretty big for a while. It was last year. Yeah. It was like I think the only time I even brought her up in an article was when they shut down that Apple Watch boutique in Japan. <laughs> and uh, so that that kind of gives you an idea. When she came on, she was really associated with luxury and stuff and as Mike points out in his article it's not exactly clear if she was the one responsible for the you know $17,000 gold Apple watch and stuff but <laughs> I definitely think she was brought on to yeah. help market that as, yeah you know, it made sense that she was brought on about a year before they were launching yeah. a watch <laughs> you know to bring on somebody from a, a luxury coacher uh, brand and stuff who knew how to make and market those things and I think this could be one of the reasons that she's leaving, but it could be that there's been this shift over the five years of Apple Watch or so that it has gone from being a luxury wearable statement to being a health item. Like that's yeah. health and exercise and stuff. That's kind of where they found their fit. And that's not what she's great at. 
like you could see them poaching somebody from Nike or something yes. if they wanted mm-hmm. if they wanted to continue down that path. And they, they don't even make an edition model anymore. So like that high end fat, right. it's just uh, the Hermes. Uh, the Hermes is that's deal that is. is what yeah. they've got. Yeah. Do they so still they make the ceramic they edition? They need that no, fashion, that fashion end of things. I mean, it's still a fashionable device. It's still a watch. Right. But it's not that you know Burberry level super high end fashion that we saw at the beginning. And I think everybody always knew that was a stretch from the beginning. So. Oh Jesus! Of course we did. Yeah. <laughs> that was the craziest thing ever. And it's not marketed that way. It's yes. it's gone from its its humble beginnings to a to a much more mass market product that you're exactly you know it's blown up. And that's what it needed to be for popularity. I mean, they were trying to. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. you know she. Well, I don't want to say her because maybe it was Tim Cook thinking this, but bought in too much to the, the idea of Apple being pricey. You know that that was the way that I. You know that was what made made me so angry when I wrote that editorial about the Apple Watch store closing, which I said was a good thing, is because you know it was really putting Apple in that luxury, yeah. you know, rich thing, and I don't think that's a good thing for Apple. Apple stuff, you know, it used to be that it's high priced because it's quality. It allows a long time it's it does a lot of good things for you and now it's just like mm-hmm. it's pricey because it's pricey i mean that can happen yeah. like prada makes really good stuff but it's i mean it, it was stuff. it was smart of apple to do that for a year and then abandon it and not have serious yeah, solid gold watches like it's i a, don't it's remember a, the name of it but there's a marketing principle for you know they don't expect to sell a lot of that mm-hmm. it's it's there to give the the device some cachet and, and then they expect people to different. go buy the $300 yeah. one going like, this is a fancy thing that I can afford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and mission accomplished and now it's all about health. So, well, I know some analysts and uh, Mark Gurman at Blur- Bloomberg picked this up too. We're talking about this that, you know, he was saying that it's not a good look that she left right at a time where everybody was talking about the iPhone prices going down, and uh, you know, so they're <laughs> saying that it's you know that maybe it has something to do with the retail experience that maybe people that's yeah, she the was pulling in a big salary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got to make true. that money back somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, it's true though. But uh, so. I, I went to the Apple store the other day. I had to get my AirPods charger replaced since I lost it somewhere. Uh, but uh, I wasn't ex- all that excited about it. Have y'all noticed anything lacking about the retail experience lately at the Apple store? I don't think it's changed. To, to me, yeah. it hasn't changed a whole lot in the mm-hmm. last five years. I, I think Apple has a good retail experience. I, I think yeah. it's very freeform, and you kind of go in there, and you're not, you don't feel pressured. People answer your questions. They're not worried about selling you and getting a commission and they don't even really bother you unless you yeah, yeah you, you have to harass them yeah. i'm kind of annoyed by that because yes. i'm not the kind of person who goes and taps someone on the shoulder and says can you help me out but um you know i generally think it's a good experience but i don't think it's fundamentally changed mm-hmm. except for growing except for opening more stores over the last five years you know i mean it's it, like I yes, mean, it's, go ahead it's 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 a little bit more casual than it was, I mean, in, in certain stores, they have those, you know, where they really encourage you to kind of come in and hang out. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, the little mall stores, not so much. I, I went, the last time I went was right before Christmas. I brought my brother uh, a watch band. It was like two seconds. I walked in, the guy got it for me, boom, 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 out. You know, it's just, it's so easy. It's so, it's such a nice experience. And, you know, you walk in and you're welcomed with all their products. You're greeted with all these things. They're always changing the signs and stuff. I mean, I don't know as Jason says, if it's fundamentally different from when she was there, but it's definitely refined Mm -hmm. in the sense that, you know, they are, they have hit their stride with retail and, you know, they, they understand its place within Apple. 
how important it is to the whole strategy. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't really foresee that changing once she leaves. It's like yesterday when I wrote the news article for it, you know, I came across this BuzzFeed News interview in which, you know, Johnny Ive had told her not to touch the tables. And so yeah. a lot of the stuff that she had those ended up tables, doing. man. <laughs> uh, they she, spend a lot on those tables. She got rid of the uh, lanyard. She changed the, you know, the fabric of the T-shirts. This was like considered yeah, yeah. like her big achievements. There was also, uh, but, you know, so as you said, there's not a big, you know, change in the, the physical look of the store. But importantly, she was associated, um, people say anyway, with, you know, going from, st- you know, buying something in the store to ordering it online. And that, you know, has done away yeah. with the iconic lines around the Apple store largely. Yep. And uh, you think that yeah, was a good thing? Over the last five oh, yeah. years or so, that that um, doesn't impact us a lot is mm-hmm. they've really accelerated the sort of classes and learning stuff at the store. Yeah, like yeah. that's become a much bigger part of it. And I don't know if that's having the intended effect that that of getting more people into the Apple ecosystem or increasing people's happiness with their Apple products or anything. But that's definitely different than it was when she came on. Well, see, I have to. I have to wonder about that. I mean, I don't go into the Apple Store every day. Um, generally, when I go, it's when a new product come out, and we don't have one, and I go check it out in Union Square here. But uh, you know, like I would get Photoshop classes at the Michigan Avenue Store in Chicago in like 2006, 2007, and that way predates her. I mean, this is like right after the. It was maybe a little bit later than that, 2008, uh, whenever they started doing that. But you mm-hmm. know, it was. Uh, you know, it was before her time. And, oh uh, yeah, absolutely existed. What I'm saying is they've just. That multiplied that several times. The okay. amount of classes they offer, how often, importance and they, they, of it, they the brought marketing in specialists. Of it. They take them outside the store sometimes. Like it's a, it's a whole. It's almost like a, like a little university inside the store. It's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you, I mean, you know, how, do you think that it'll change fundamentally? Do you, what do you think they could improve on to make the retail experience? They just, better? they just rolled out a whole new slate like last week uh-huh. with today at Apple, where they kind of tweaked and refined the system. I mean, like, this is this is what they've settled on as far as the classes go. Mm-hmm. They have, I think, there's like three categories or something, and they cycled through them every day. And I mean, I guess people are doing them. I mean, we're not target Apple Store customers. Mm-hmm. We know what we're doing. We go to buy something and leave. People go to Apple Store to learn about the new products, to, to, to get recommendations on what to buy, to see what they can do with their phone. Mm-hmm. And I think for the average consumer, I mean, where do you? Where else can you get that at a, at a store? Yeah. You got to walk into you know Macy's and get a, a, a lesson on how to sew a button on your shirt. I mean, it, it, it adds <laughs> kind of like, like, a, like a personal touch that I think uh, you know Angela really brought that connection with the customer mm-hmm. you know to the apple store mm-hmm. more yeah. so than it was before in what way do you think the apple stores need to change going forward see that that's that's what i, I you know it's just like i said i was a little annoyed but that's mainly because union square is such a crowded store it's technically a mm-hmm. flagship store they're they're all crowded yes <laughs> and uh it was but i i was able to get a replacement for you know my my charger very easily um you know i did have to fill out some paperwork you know digitally but uh, other than that it was a pretty quick process and of course i paid with it for with apple pay so uh you know i do like that convenience of it and everything and i do like that i can pretty much handle anything in there so that's especially for nice nice for us at MacWorld. <laughs> but yeah, uh seriously i mean that, that's underrated and it's they have like I don't know, 50 different iPhones to look at, and you can always get to one, which is nice. I only saw one HomePod, and it was hidden, though. Right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I had it off way in this corner, so that says a lot right there. But, at, at, at my mall in uh, Connecticut, there's a, 
as an Apple store and like three stores down as a Microsoft store. And they're, they're both about the same size. They're, they're pretty big square footage wise. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the old joke, but it's so true. Like the Apple store is mopped mm, yeah. and there's like two people in the Microsoft store and they, they both look welcoming. They both have glass and tables and, you know, Microsoft's done well to kind of mimic, you know, the Apple, you know, the Apple way of doing things, but mm -hmm. It's just people gravitate to that Apple symbol, man. They just they, you, yeah. you put that on top of your store, and people got to walk in. So I haven't had. To, here's a hot take. I haven't had time to think about it anytime. It just kind of came to me with all of her her focus on fashion and everything, and which you know is usually associated with high prices. Do you think that she was partially responsible for the price increases we've been seeing at Apple? Uh, I, I don't I would, necessarily think so. I think she's more on the other end. Like, all right, here is a, all right, the, the, the iPhone is a great camera and has fa uh, a portrait mode and selfie lighting. Go sell that to Allure magazine. Uh -huh. Like, I think that that's what her role was as far as that. I don't think she was sitting with Johnny Ivan saying, we need this and this price should be, I don't, I don't, I don't think she got into the <laughs> minutia like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do like the, you know, you were pointing out that there was, you know, I didn't like the focus on fashion with the, you know, like, you know, look at this, this is an Apple Watch. But, you know, there were certain things I liked, you know, where show, let's show the iPhone filming a fashion show yeah. or something like that. I thought those were yeah. really nice touches. And yeah, I, don't know I, I think she absolutely had a hand in both like pro procuring those sessions and re possibly even just the whole idea mm -hmm. of, yeah. you know, using this, using the, uh, a consumer device to shoot high end fashion things. Well, uh, go ahead. and I think probably one of the most difficult things, and this may be one of the reasons why she she left uh, and saw opportunity elsewhere, is that the Apple Store, as as Apple starts to de-emphasize number of units sold, mm -hmm. and uh, is emphasizing just number of people using our units because we're going to sell more services, that fundamentally is going to have to end up changing the retail picture. Like, yeah, how do you sell sure. services? How do you show and demo your services? How do you get people a good point. who don't want to buy a new device to be happier with the Just device they money, have, yeah. but then go be aware of this new service or how it's going to solve their problem? That, that might change both the physical layout and fundamental way the stores work, but it also just may be something she wasn't interested in pursuing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point there. You know, Apple's several years ahead of what they show us, so that could be something that her and Tim Cook talked about, and she was mm -hmm. like, well, you know, I, I, I left my mark. I'm a product person. Maybe it's time to get someone better. Mm -hmm. And we, we can tell in the future that Apple is really going to be focusing on the services. they got the TV show and everything coming out. Uh, yeah. You know, they've been making some acquisitions. And people are starting to believe that we should see that sometime this spring. And in fact, Apple's big news for services is on the news again, following a prediction from Morgan Stanley, that Apple could regain its $1 trillion valuation if it makes a strong push towards services. You've heard us say similar things on here before. Yep. I mean, it's right. not this big stretch and everything. But Listen, they're not that far off from a trillion. They've, they've, gone, exactly. they, they've gained quite a bit from their last earnings almost almost 100 million i think mm. so they're they're they're, they're going to be fine but uh, <laughs> as far as that goes I, I did like the idea here they were talking about that you know that what could really help them if they had a video streaming and media bundle which you know would have the video yep. streaming with the shows we had the apple music and it would also have texture included i have to admit mm -hmm. i'm not even as a journalist i'm really not all that interested in texture but you know if it were actually you know in some kind of bundle like that i definitely yeah, totally. would start using it and that's the yeah, that's the amazon yeah uh, yes and that works really well for them you know the you buy it for that. free shipping and then you get all this other stuff 
and it comes around to renew and you're like, well, I'm not giving up my man in the high castle or, or Alexa, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah, that would be a smart thing for Apple to do. Not just have, here's $10 a month. You know, that works for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Apple kind of had a, a catch all and they kept adding to it over the course of, you know, months, maybe a, a new iCloud thing mm-hmm. or something like that. And yeah, they would, both yeah. grow and, and retain customers. Without you've got without. iCloud storage. You've got yeah. Apple Music. You've got, um, you know, uh, developer accounts and stuff would definitely not be part of that. That would all be some something separate. But you've got this magazine subscription service, you know, which they it's still, now it's still texture, but it's going to change, right. you know, or maybe premium news service, whatever it is. And then this TV thing. Yes. And there's been a lot of arguments uh, about, well, how is Apple going to charge for all this? Are they just going to all be separate services? Are any of them going to be free? Are any of them, you know, there's there's a lot of, uh, there's a good theory out there that I don't necessarily agree with, but it's a good theory that the, the TV show stuff is going to be free because mm-hmm. they're revamping their TV app to be like Amazon channels. You can subscribe to other things within the TV app. They get their 30% cut of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may just be trying to drive people into that. And just that's a billion dollars a year on TV. There's a lot of money to spend on TV shows just for that, <laughs> just to basically sure. market getting their 30% cut from other people. But and, I don't be, think they're going to charge for the TV stuff at first. There just aren't going to be enough shows. So, you that know, would be pretty shocking to me if they gave it away. I mean, maybe a three-month trial. Long term, yeah, but when there's only three or four well, shows, once you start giving it away, then you can all of a sudden flip a switch yeah. and say, "Oh, now you got to pay ten dollars a month." I don't know. You can't start off free but and charge. I don't. You think. can, you can, you can give it away free, and those shows will always be free. But then, as you add shows, you can say these are for Apple Music subscribers. Well, look how much everybody goes in arms whenever Netflix has a price hike. That, that's right. That's, but that's what it doesn't I mean. cost them customers. It does it ever. Never. Yeah. Like Never when they when their, their next their next monthly report it goes up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I we, we just got one uh, well a week and a half ago, and I said to my wife, I'm like, oh, we're going to be paying two dollars more for Netflix. She's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they could they could go up ten dollars. I'm not getting rid of it. Yeah. But they're Apple. Apple's just. I mean, they have a lot of shows in production, but it's nowhere near Netflix yes. or something. Oh, it's it's geez, much closer to sort of a Hulu thing. It's going to be a new show rolling out every couple like maybe one or two a month mm-hmm. as opposed Netflix, to every day. <laughs> uh, you know, Netflix is making like Hollywood style program that, that bird box that was, that could have easily yeah. been yes. in theaters. Yeah. Martin Scorsese is making a movie with De Niro and Pacino for Christ's sakes for Netflix. I mean, yeah. Apple, I don't think they're even have any, have any, uh, designs on competing with no, Netflix. They're spending a billion dollars a year on content is a lot, mm-hmm. but Netflix spends, is 12. it 12? I think yeah. 12. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, they're not in the same league. And yeah. could they charge $10 a month for it? Well, just judging by what shows we know started shooting like late last year, if they're launching this spring, they're only going to have like two shows mm-hmm. <laughs> available. Yeah. They're not going to be able to go. It's 10 bucks a month and all you can watch is amazing stories. <laughs> and yeah. Like they're going to have to do more than that. Yeah. It could be licensing a lot of other people's content. Maybe they do that. Yeah. We, we just don't know. There's so many things they could give away the first couple episodes of every show. Yeah. And then yep. say you have to subscribe for others. Also, a question of like, what if all these shows suck? Yes. Like, yeah. like there is so much competition out there. Like, you can't if you don't have someone's interest immediately, you're done. Yeah. There's they have every reason to. There's every reason to think that they're gonna have at some point some Godessy show. Mm-hmm. You know, they it took Hulu to. a long they, time they, yeah, to get Handmaid's Tale, right? That's right. 
but but just yeah, just on the talent that they're yeah, you would think. hiring for these things. It's yeah. one of them's gotta break out. Yeah, but they're not necessarily at the start. I mean, there, there's some really cool stuff. Like you know the. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, you know. I've said it over here before. I'm not that excited about it. I mean, there is some good stuff on here. Like they they did win the original content with the Peanuts license. Um, in my old That's career, good. I used to work with Peanuts worldwide all the time, and uh, mm-hmm. I know how hard it is to get that license. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's extremely Sesame difficult. Street, Oprah. They, I mean, they, they have a lot of stuff. I. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to know. We haven't seen. It's hard to get excited about something we've seen nothing of. Right. We've like literally not even seen like photograph shots of the <laughs> right. sets or even anything. like the stuff we've read. Like it's all rumors and hearsay. Like we don't even know what's solid yeah, and what isn't. It's people from like it's from like places like Variety and stuff yeah. that get information from yeah. their yeah Hollywood Reporter who get information from all the agents and stuff about the. the what the stars are working on but we don't, we don't know what any of these shows are going to look like i do think it's nice that the you know apple's big cash pile means that they you know could probably kind of focus on quality over quantity for now mm-hmm. and stuff because you know i think that's one of the reasons why netflix is kind of losing its luster it's just like let's get out everything i mean i'm amazed when i boot up netflix and i don't even know what half these shows there's are so many shows i know i don't know if it's <laughs> yeah. losing its luster but there's a there's a lot of shows out there I mean, yeah. I'm just I, there's there. I'm wondering. I guess I'm kind of overwhelmed. It's like you know, it's one of those things where you have so yeah. much to do and you end up just not doing anything. <laughs> Something <laughs> new and I, I, it that that there's two sides to that sword. Like one, you you launch it and you go like, what is all this stuff? Yeah. And a lot of it does not look that great. <laughs> and then, but then other times you'll launch it and you'll see, I'll see like Russian doll. What is that? I haven't even heard of this. Yeah. I didn't know. It's amazing. It's great. <laughs> you should all watch it. It's fantastic. It has like no marketing. I've never yeah, yeah. heard of it. <laughs> like, it I just mainly heard of it through social day. media. So, you know, that that's one thing. That's another thing. They have to have something really good that people are going to be talking well, about. They do. It's called the iPhone. Well, that's true. <laughs> they could just, they could just uh, push notifications all day long. Then I'll just <laughs> watch true. Netflix on my iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and uh yeah i had a friend over the other day and i was kind of embarrassed because like aside from my pc monitor i pretty much just watch everything on my iphone (laughs) so but it does fine and uh, and inches. yes exactly so uh um but yeah i I would also like to see how they integrate the the texture into that if i didn't make this point earlier i would say that you know i've always been like really tied to my spotify account and i always feel reluctant to get apple music i like it because it has my library you know my physical fi- yeah, yeah uploaded on there yeah. but um but as far as they actually i think netflix i mean spotify makes better recommendations based on their algorithm and stuff like this but you know i would definitely be real more willing to make the plunge if uh apple offered all this type of stuff in a bundle that would yeah. you know be able to get me to get on board with a lot of the rest of it if- i mean the, the other thing is they have 50 million paying subscribers to apple music it's not like it's a small service right right so they you know they if they add value to that that number you know triples in, a, in five years I, I wonder sometimes about that number because they they are always working deals like six months of Apple Music free when you subscribe to Verizon they, they and stuff like that. They usually say that it doesn't include trial. Mm-hmm. Oh, Verizon. That's not trial. Like the, the things when accounts. you yeah, yeah those yeah, are yeah. paid accounts. Sure, sure. But they're not the normal paid accounts. They're things that people just get because they're a customer there. I mean, if you want to say that, Spotify does that too. So it's, yeah, you know, they're they're all slightly inflated. But even if it's forty million, that's still that's you know that's a substantial yeah, chunk of subscribers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so hopefully we'll see something like that, and uh, you know, 
upcoming iOS update this year, um, but for the time being, we have smaller iOS updates. As a matter of fact, the iOS 12.2 beta 2 uh, dropped yesterday in public. Jason wrote an article oh, about it. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and some of the the features it brought um, actually brought a bunch of small stuff. Um, there was support for AirPlay and HomeKit on a lot of smart TVs. Apple News to Canada, um, oh Canada, and although it's really limited, um, there's a bunch of new Animoji. Got a giraffe, got a shark, got an owl, got a boar, um, some other stuff, and uh, but. I, you know, I, I like some of the improvements they're doing, too. Uh, Apple Maps will now have weather conditions, air quality index. I have to wonder, since that's coming now, if that wasn't inspired by the car fire smoke, which, you know, Apple would have been yeah. suffering through. Because here in the Bay Area, when we were, you know, having the worst air quality in the world there for a couple of w weeks, uh, was, uh, yeah, everybody was like, there was uh, these sites, and every, that was that was the the fun thing to do, was to, to see how bad the air quality was oh, now. Yeah. Can you go outside today? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, so having that right there in Apple Maps along with the current weather conditions, that will be, that's really, really cool. Um, mm -hmm. Got some Safari changes. Now says not secure if you visit a site that doesn't have uh, HTTPS, but only if it requires a credit card or password. And one of the more interesting ones is that now motion and orientation access toggle is off by default. Apparently, there was a wired uh, report last year where a lot of, you know, it's pointed out that a lot of sites have access to your, you know, um, accelerometer and gyroscope inside your phone. And, you know, the, the most that I see it from is like Apple has an iPhone experience page. I know Samsung has one where you say, ooh, look at there. I can see my phone float around and stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't work anymore. And interestingly, because it probably because it works through Safari through the Internet, there's no option like you would see with an app. Like, do you want to turn on the, you know gyroscope for this side yeah you have to go into setting you have to know mm -hmm. i'm going to go into settings and turn this on because it defaults to being off i have to wonder how many sites were using this nefariously yes I, like, that was what i was like What's are, the deal? i'm aware of like you said the ones that are just like fancy toys and games where you move your phone around but i wonder how many sites were capturing this to because you can with the with data analysis you can figure out are people walking yes. are they in a car are they you know whatever and is that data that a lot of sites are is trying to pull down? Is that something that would affect? So this is just Safari. It's not. It's not an apps. It's just Safari. It's Safari. You, you go into Safari's settings and turn that okay. off. Apps already have to request. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Okay. Good. Well, in my notes, uh, kind of like with Jason, I originally said, "What does this do?" But Wired made a good point. They said that the information could fuel various types of attack, like using ambient light data to make inferences about a user's browsing, or this is the big one: using motion sensor data as a sort of key logger. To deduce things like pin numbers, and uh, thought, um, ah, yeah. that was the one. Can't imagine anybody was actually doing that, but okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Me, but I don't know. Every time crazy. I say to myself, I can't imagine somebody actually did that. I read about how like a hundred million people were compromised that very way. I mean, what what that is? That's a uh, that's protecting against an article in eight months when someone has this expose about how all these websites <laughs> are using your motion data to steal stuff. Yeah, yes. so I would just just hey. mix that on the source. <laughs> I think it's used seldom enough for legitimate purposes that uh, that I'm glad that they're defaulting this to being off yeah. as a cautionary thing. Uh, I just wish that there was some way for websites to know. They'll yes. say, oh, you're on mobile Safari. You need to go turn this on to sure. use this. And they, they'll probably figure that out and put like a banner at the top or something. Yeah, yeah. this just came in, in the right. beta 2 of 12.2. It might even be a pop-up that Apple lets websites enable. Right. Another thing it brings is uh, AT and T's mm -hmm. uh, little <laughs> nefarious 5G e. icon. 
in your status bar. Which, yeah. um, if you don't know what that is, so if, you, if you're an AT&T customer and you update to I, uh, iOS 11.12.2, uh, mm-hmm. and you go to an area where this so-called 5GE is enabled, you'll see a little icon where the LTE is now. It's not 5G. Yes. It's 5G evolution is what yes. AT&T is calling it, and it's really just LTE advanced. It uses mm-hmm. the uh, 4x4 uh, MIMO, or MIMO, however, however you say mm-hmm. the icon. Yeah. In your, uh, it's the iPhone 10s and the iPhone 10s Max, and it, 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 you know, the speeds might be a little bit quicker. Yeah, AT and T is taking all areas with, I think, 3x carrier aggregation and 4x4 MIMO, and calling that 5G evolution. It's crazy. not. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with 5G. It's the same thing that Verizon calls LTE advanced. <laughs> it's more like 4G yeah, evolution, and, and T-Mobile, and everybody. <laughs> and you know, they, other everybody else has this technology. 4G. It's not. It's not lesser 5G. There's no such thing as 5G right now. Right. None. Right. And no phone's going to handle it. No. No, yeah. No phone. Phone is. And you won't 5G. be able to. You'll if once it is a thing, you'll have to buy a new phone because your phone cannot. Uh, get a 5G signal. Yeah, that's the worst thing is that it's not like, hey, hey, this is it. When we turn on 5G, you'll get 5G here. You won't. You'll have to go get a 5G capable phone. AT&T pulled this crap with uh, uh, 4G Mm -hmm. and got dragged for it. And now they're doing the same thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they they suffered no real consequences. They didn't get <laughs> yeah, slapped with a huge class yeah. action suit. I mean, them. there's no class action suit because they're they're labeling it evolution, so they're saying yeah. that it's evolving too far. You could, I mean, you can sue someone for anything, but I think there's an argument to be made they're de- deliberately misleading people. Well, see, the four G E would be cool. They're not, I mean, tra- they're not saying that. to pay extra. They're just giving you a mm-hmm. new icon. That's sure. all it is. Yeah. So. So uh, yeah. uh, I just think it's it's sneaky and underhanded, and it gives people a false impression of what they actually have, and it gives people a bad impression of what five G is. Yes, yes, that, that's, that's a good. Point. You're going to get that. You're going to see that five G E, and if you don't know better, you're going to think, "Oh, I have five G on AT and T, and I don't see what the big deal is." One of my favorite things that came out of this was T-Mobile did a little troll tweet towards uh, yeah. AT&T where they uh, they just put 9G with a little post-it note on their iPhone and said, oh, I didn't know it was that easy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's about what they did. Start, start adding some Gs. <laughs> so, Speaking of T-Mobile, they, they had some awesome uh, Super Bowl ads. Their, their, their advertising is top-notch. Yeah. I mean, their network, but their advertising <laughs> is... Yeah, John Lazaro did a really good job of turning that stuff around and stuff. Um, got a couple of other things. Uh, you know, uh, everybody's been talking about the ECG with the Apple Watch Four Series Four, and you know, and we've heard a lot of stories about you know how that saved lives and stuff. Don't hear as much about the fall detector, but uh, there was a cool story that came out of Norway uh, this week. A sixty-year-old man named Torvald Olsson, uh, he was found bloody and unconscious in his bathroom. He had three fractures in his face, but Ooh. because he had fallen down. Um, in his bathroom and his Apple watch went ahead and sent off the call to the authorities. They were found and you know, something worse could have happened and stuff. And uh, who knows how long he could have been laying there. Exactly. If not for the Apple watch. And one of the, you know, I guess when I first heard about fall detection, I thought it was things like ladders or something like that, you know, really hall. So I think it's really cool that, you know, it's from that relatively small of a distance that it'll it'll detect that. Oh, just a trip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, it's, just tripping and falling, walking or something. And it's really aimed at a more senior set. In fact, it's not even yes. enabled if your age is low. 65, and it's also, uh, people, a lot of people, uh, I believe us included, tried to get it to work mm-hmm. by accident. And it, it does. It's hard. It, it, yeah. it, it ha- right. Well, you, 
when you fall, your your acceleration is much more than when you like pratfall. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, that's yeah. that's what it's te- what that's what it's testing for. It's and interesting. I, I don't see it as much in sports either. That I don't hear people talking about it. You know the, you know, because you would think yeah. that. You would think it. You'd hear a lot about false alarms on it, and you don't. Um, and I've had mine on since they added the feature. Mm-hmm. I've had mine enabled, and I've never once gotten a false alarm. Uh, interesting. I think the way to I, test it is uh, like in Fresh Prince Bel Air when they used to throw uh, uh, what's his name out the door. Will, Will Smith. No, no, no. Oh, Carl, Will, no. Uh, well, oh, dance guy, uh, his friend, yeah, yeah. Jazzy, Je- Jazzy, Jazzy, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You gotta put the watch band on him and then toss him and see what happens. Um, the um, yeah, uh, Scandinavia is apparently not a very safe place because the other cool report of something happening was a guy in Sweden who fell, and uh, but he, you know, did not. You know, he, he wasn't knocked unconscious, and so, but you know, he had, he had suffered some kind of back injury, and he was he was very surprised that the Apple Watch had a, uh, you know, tried to notify the emergency services too. But it does tell you, do you want to? And if you don't respond to that, that's when the yeah, call it gives off. you thirty seconds. It says fall detected. Did you fall? Yes. Do you want to? Yeah. And if nothing happens, it calls. And I think it contacts your emergency contact that if you've gone and set that up, mm-hmm. it does that as well. So your spouse or something will get notified. And um, I'm just going to say here towards the end, you know, the Apple versus Google and Facebook thing was just kind of, you know, really beginning when we had our podcast last week. That's concluded now, more or less. Um, But, uh, you know, Mike wrote a really good article. I want to bring that up about, you know, saying that when all these guys fight and stuff, it's really us who lose. And, you know, what's going on here? Someone's. Is that us? <laughs> ah, sounded like the the world was ending there for a second. But well, uh, stop, stop talking about Facebook. Right? Yes, come exactly. On. They're going to come get us. <laughs> that was <laughs> probably me. And probably a truck going by. They're always listening in. But uh, but yeah, um, you know, it, it was the, the big question was what can Apple really do? Like this was basically just a flex of muscle and stuff because you know, as Mike was pointing out, you can't really remove Facebook from the iPhone. I mean, I think they, they they handled it extremely well. Yes. And I'm sure they talked to Facebook and Google executives before they pulled that enterprise license. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately we're the ones who are held hostage here when these companies fight. And you know, there's nothing as long as we when, once you sign up to use their service, mm-hmm. you know, you expect to use it on every device. And once they once these hardware makers and software makers start fighting, we're the ones who are in the middle. Yeah. And there's no what there's no way around that. And I'm just glad that yeah. none of it came over to the the consumer side apps. But. Yeah, the question yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, if if Facebook was really violating, you know, uh, their the terms of service for developers and stuff on their consumer apps, yeah, badly, could what? I mean, like, can Apple turn off? I mean, Apple obviously has the ability mm-hmm. to turn off their their publishing license to yank the apps and you know make them non functional for people. It's done that for much, much smaller developers yeah, trying to yeah. do things like steal your data and stuff. So, but can you imagine if, like, all of a sudden one day you couldn't like run Instagram or Facebook or Facebook Messenger on your iPhone? It, it would be <laughs> pandemonium, right? And and bad for Apple, but bad for Facebook too. Like, it's nine hundred million yeah. iPhones that all of a sudden don't they don't have access to, and who does that hurt worse? Well, us. More than anything, but but yeah, that that standoff, that stalemate wouldn't be good for anyone. No. Um, but at the same time, 
uh, nobody seems willing to rein in some of the worst abuses of these other companies except yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the wheels of, of justice turn slowly. But at yes. the same time, you know, Mike kind of made this point, you know, Apple didn't really make it. They had to have known this was happening. Uh, nobody really I think made they it. did. I do. I think they kind of like looked away a little bit from mm-hmm. what the developer side of things could do. I mean, people were running research apps on their phone with a profile for three years yes. and no one knew <laughs> three until years. TechCrunch reported it. Come on. They've got to have a way to track this stuff. Apple and does. And it's only convenient that they had a whole response system set up as soon as that story broke. So yeah. I think that there was an emergency contingent plan in place where Facebook, they knew what was going on. They knew they were using these. They knew people were opting in. It wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. a privacy risk because, you know, they were getting consent. So I think yeah. Apple said, all right, we Consent, understand. You. Yeah, I, all, all of that is true. The air quotes are absolutely true. But, they, you know, it was all legally okay. They weren't doing it behind anybody's back. Yeah. Apple just said, press right, yes. Yeah, just tap yes a few times and get your $20 a month. You know, yeah. Amazon comes, yeah. Honestly, I don't know if that many people would have cared if they hadn't, you know, so many of the articles had been like, but what about the children? Yeah, because they were, you know, that there were people between. They really leaned into that angle. Yes. I mean, doing it for 13-year-old parental consent is a little crazy. They should be 18 and older if you're going to do something like that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think Apple knew. I think, it. you know, it was, they had to respond and be real kind of semi-forceful about it because it it smacks against their whole privacy. What happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone stance. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. I'm sure that Facebook and Google and whoever else will find a way to do it and circumvent some other system. And we'll I, see. And they, I think, they, they need that data. For, I mean, that, they, yes. however they're going to get it, they need it. But, you know, and it, it was kind of like you were, you, you were saying there with the, the, the privacy and, you know, what stays on your, your iPhone. You know, I think that sent a message to some people that it can happen. You know, I yeah, think sure. there are some people mm-hmm. with the most basic knowledge of an iPhone think that just because it is an iPhone, you know, none of this will happen. Yeah, it can happen, but you have to agree to install a certificate from the developer that specifically says, hey, this person's going to have all the access to everything on your phone. It's, you know, it's there's a reason that these are enterprise certificates that are not meant for use outside the company at all. So it was, it was pretty funny to think of a bunch of Facebook employees trying to like get <laughs> yes. around the parking lot and all of a sudden their apps don't work. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure Apple enjoyed that. But uh, we're going to wrap up right now. Just as a reminder, uh, you can go over to Macworld. You can sign up for this. It's the Anki Vector. It's a cute little robot. He's $250, but you can be free for you. And so sign up for that. And uh, I want to thank Jason. Thank you. And I want to thank Mike. And once again, this has been episode 639 of the Macworld Podcast, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week.